This episode of Proper English is brought to you by what we did in our holidays and a whole bunch of holiday-based idioms. The sun is shining, fledglings are leaving the nests, there are butterflies everywhere. It's that time of year, Ali. Yes, Dave. It's that time of year when our thoughts turn to getting away from it all, having a change of scene, packing our suitcases and jetting off to far-flung lands for sun, sea, sand and... Sangria. If you're off to Spain, obviously. But the thing is, this year, what with the pandemic and everything, chances are not so many people will be flying to other countries to soak up the sun. We certainly didn't. We drove southwest for an hour and a half to stay in a holiday cottage at a place called Quinto de Bonvento. Which is Portuguese for the Good Wind Farm. And it was accurate because it was quite breezy, but always a warm breeze. Mm, and we stayed there for a week near an ancient walled city called Obidosh. It's been around for centuries. Since Roman times. Obidosh, that is. Not the holiday cottage. Of course. And it was really nice to stay somewhere different for a little while. And the owners, Sam and Rich... That's the owners of the holiday cottages, not Obidosh. <laughs> ...made us feel welcome, really at home. It was marvellous. Sam fills the kitchen with all sorts of goodies, bread from the local bakery, freshly baked cakes with plums from their own trees, wines from the nearby vineyards, loads of different snacks and stuff to enjoy. So, Dave, why have you called this our first episode of Season 2... What we did on our holidays? Good question. Well, the reason I've called this episode what we did on our holidays is because way back when, when I was in junior school, when we came back after the six-week holiday, quite often the first piece of work our teacher asked us to do was to Ah, write about... What we did on our holidays. Exactly. So what did you write about, Dave? Well... The holiday that I remember most vividly as a child was when we went to a caravan park at a place called Alton Broad in Norfolk. Ah, that's the flat bit on the eastern part of England. Correct, geographical alley. (laughs) (laughs) The Norfolk Broads is a beautiful area of England made up of little water channels and rivers and lakes that were kind of man-made over the centuries. Flooded peat workings. That's it. Because it was originally swampland, which is a rich source of peat. Now, peat is partially decomposed plants and mosses that people used to cut out of the land and then they'd dry it and then they'd use it as fuel Mm. way back in history. Anyway, fast forward to the 1960s and this was, and still is, a popular place for family holidays. And one year, my family, Mum, Dad and my older brother Jeff, went on a big family holiday to Alton Broad together with my grandma and my uncle Harry and Auntie Margaret and their two boys and my Auntie Rosemary and Uncle Dennis and their son, who I think was a baby in arms at that point. Oh, then. Oh, yeah, at that point. Yeah, my sister Rebecca and my cousin Deborah had yet to appear as far as I can remember. Anyway, I just remember lots of sunshine and watching speedboat racing from the lakeside and my brother Jeff going fishing early in the morning and coming back with sunstroke. He was bright red and kept being sick, I remember. 
And my grandma playing drafts with me. In American English, this particular board game is called Checkers, I believe. That's right. And she took no prisoners when it came to drafts, <laughs> I can tell you. I don't think I ever won a game. <laughs> Used to drive me bonkers. Also, I remember we went to Louis Tussauds Wax Museum. Not Madame Tussauds. Oh. No, okay. that's in London and in Blackpool. Yeah, yeah. This was Louis Two Swords, the less successful brother. Uh, okay. <laughs> Which and, and I've since discovered that it was known as the world's worst wax museum because <laughs> none of the waxworks looked like the people they were modelled after. No, really? Really, honestly, I've looked it up. It's hilarious. I'll show you pictures after that. It's really funny. None <laughs> of them are right. Anyway, there was a chamber of horrors. And I guess I was a bit young to go in there, but I did anyway. Naughty Dave. And among all the serial killers and other assorted monsters, there was a chap who had a single eye in the middle of his forehead. A cyclops. That's right. And according to the story, he had never moved in his life. I had terrible nightmares when I got back to the caravan and I had to stay with me Auntie Margaret for the rest of the night. So, <laughs> top that, what did you do in your holidays, Ellie? Wow. <laughs> well, my mum and dad had a caravan, so we went all over the country. Really, anywhere there was a field with running water. We went to the Norfolk Broads as well. Oh, right, cool. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we would visit family, grandparents or aunties and uncles, and we would stay at a nearby campsite. Mum and Dad were teachers, so when they went on holiday, they didn't want to be anywhere near children. What? Not even you and your sister? <laughs> no, silly. <laughs> but they opted for quieter places, which meant it could be a bit boring for me and Claire sometimes. Mm. So, where did you go? Oh, various other places around England. Sandwich in Kent to see Granny and Grandpa. Ah. And Welling in Hertfordshire to see Nanny and Grandad. Didn't you have a big holiday in Europe when you were 11? Ah, yes, we did. Ah. Yeah, we went to the Netherlands and oh. Germany and Belgium. Cool. That's impressive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, my mum and dad lived in Germany when I was born, in fact. And so they went back to visit friends there. Right. And we we parked our caravan on our friend's drive and, and stayed, cool. stayed with them for a few nights. And I think they visited other friends as well. Can't quite remember, but it was good fun. And then we drove to the Netherlands and we stayed on a fabulous campsite there. But Whoa. sadly, on the second day, maybe even the first day there, I got quite sick. Oh, oh, I remember. Yeah, I remember you telling me you got glandular fever, yep. didn't you? Yeah, glandular fever, which I think lots of people know as mono. Ah, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's not dangerous or anything, but it's just really unpleasant and it meant I couldn't do anything. So Never I, had it. Well, you're lucky. I lay on a sunbed in the shade for about two weeks while my oh, mum no. looked after me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and dad had to entertain Claire. And then finally, when I was feeling a bit better, we went to Belgium and we went right. to Bruges, which is uh, a beautiful city. Yeah, never been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just about well enough to do a little bit of sightseeing in Bruges and then we had to go back to the UK. Ah, that was a great story. Thank awesome. You. But what did we do on holiday in Obidosh, Dave? Well... We can talk about that in a moment. Okay. But first, we're going to talk about some holiday idioms. Idiom of the week. So to start, we're going to talk about a busman's holiday. So, 
What's that then, Ali? Well, I'm glad you asked, Dave. Hmm. It's when you go on holiday, but do the same sort of thing as you do when you're working. For instance, if you're a bus driver and you drive a coach while you're on holiday. Or, like if we spent our holiday at a summer school teaching conversational English. That would be a bit of a busman's holiday, wouldn't it? Yep, you've got it. Now, here's something we never do these days. Travelling light. You're not kidding. We were only away for five days last week and the suitcase was crammed full of stuff. When we were younger, it was just a couple of changes of clothes. Hold on. We've got to explain what travelling light means. Oops, yes, got a bit carried away there. (laughs) If you travel light, it means you don't take much in the way of luggage and belongings or bags with you. We don't travel light. We travel heavy. Which nobody ever says. Maybe they do now. (laughs) And finally, when you start a journey or when you're about to leave, it's likely somebody will say, let's hit the road, meaning let's go or let's get started. But why do we say it, Dave? Well, Ali, this goes back to the Wild West of America, I reckon. Back to frontier living in the 1800s. Also hit the trail. Similar sort of thing comes from this period. And people finding a good place to settle in the Wild West would have to journey along many lonely trails and roads before they found the right place. I guess hitting the road is purely descriptive. Yeah. Because in order to start a journey, something needs to physically hit the road, whether it be feet or horses' hooves or wheels. Yeah, exactly. So, what did we do on our holidays? We ate far too much good food. That's a dead certain fact. Oh, mate, we went to a restaurant in a coastal town called Peniche. What was it called? Entree Amigos. Ah, Between Friends. Mm -hmm. And we have to give them a mention because the staff were wonderful. They brought out trays of freshly caught fish. Oh, it was marvellous. There were loads of different kind of fish and I chose a big old sea bass for the pair of us. And we had razor clams in white wine and garlic to start. And the sea bass, it was awesome (laughs) and all sensible precautions were taken masks and hand washing and social distancing everything Mm -hmm. and they gave us a glass of port after our coffees yeah it was ace and the day before we visited the bakalioa buddha eden gardens which was no more than 10 minutes drive from our holiday cottage Now, I'm very fond of sculpture and bird watching, and this trip combined the two, so I was very pleased. Spotted a grey heron, a white wagtail, and there were storks overhead at one point. Great stuff. Yeah, you've got a great photo of that heron, Dave. Yeah, 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 that's cool. In addition to all the huge Buddha statues, there was also stuff that this chap, Bakalyoa, has brought from Africa and various modern art statues from all over the world, all set in beautiful ornamental gardens. It was a little sad, though, because ordinarily it would be full of tourists at this time of year. But, you know. We also went to Obidosh, the walled city, which is totally impressive. And even though I'm phobic about heights, a walk around the ramparts is quite the adventure. (laughs) Again, pretty quiet. And I do worry for the people who rely on tourism for their livelihoods. But I guess it's a matter of weighing up the protection of people's health against business. Mm. You know, 
But I think the highlight of our trip was to Berlinga Grand, a small island and nature reserve off the coast of Peniche. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, we went on a small motorboat, which took about 20 minutes. And I saw a quarry shearwater. That's a bird. It is. You did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We all wore masks on the boats because we were quite close together. Oh, and the colour of the water in the bay when we got there. Deep, deep blue. Amazing. And then we went on another boat to visit the sea caves, which were very impressive. Mm. And we were dropped off at an old sea fort, which had a scary old stone (laughs) bridge across the bay to the main island. It was very high as well. Phobic about heights, remember? (laughs) And then up a very steep path to a solitary lighthouse. And I'll tell you what, we felt our ages when we got to the top. But what a view. I took many pictures. Oh, How about I put some of the best on our Instagram page Mm. and you lot can comment and like and all that malarkey. Brilliant. And here we are at the end of the first episode in the new season of Proper English. As always, we hope you've had fun listening in on our conversation. And whether you're a new listener, hello, or a regular subscriber, hi, why not get in (laughs) touch with us? You can email us at properenglish or one word at sapo.pt or you can ask us questions on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook if you have them. And don't forget to tell everyone you know about us, your friends, your family, anyone who's studying or learning English. And make sure you like this episode and leave us a nice review and subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app. So, until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to Proper English. English.